praise the Lord. Don't have to say too much because the Lord already said it all. Thank you. I'm going to be sharing some from the Amplified. So, But let's start in Matthew 16. I want to continue with what the Lord was speaking last week concerning the liberty that we have in Christ. Concerning that that he's provided. Thank you. Matthew 16, and I'm going to start in verse 31. I mean 13. (laughs) Verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Well, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. They saw natural men. They saw that that was born of the natural. He saith unto them, But whom, whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, And I like what one of the translations says concerning blessed, spiritually prosperous. Spiritually prosperous. His spiritual, spiritual eye saw something. He saw more than just a natural man. Hallelujah. He saw who he really was. And Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Glory to God. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. Upon the revelation of who Jesus Christ was, He's building his church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I will build my church. Thank you, Father. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And we see the gates of hell are very much alive today. And we need to really, really be on guard that the spirit of this world doesn't, doesn't invade our thinking and our mind and our thoughts and our church, but that we stay before the Lord and trust him to do that work. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. He'll build his church upon who he is, this living word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That word that's alive, that word that's creative, that word that's able to create life, his life within his people. That's what he's building his church on. That's what we can stand on. Hallelujah. His word and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth 
shall be loosed in heaven. And we know that Peter began to function and to use those keys on the day of Pentecost when there was a confusion about what had happened and all the excitement of that that was taking place. He could stand there and say, this is that. This is that which is spoken of by the prophet Joel. And he, he ministered and spoke to those that were there concerning uh, that the Lord Jesus Christ had come and what they had done to him, how they took him by wicked hands and crucified him. And the way and the door was opened to the kingdom of heaven because those people said, well, what, what must we do? And he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, to your children, to all that are afar off. He used the keys of the kingdom to open up the kingdom realm to those people on that day. And the church of the living God was born. Hallelujah. The church that's alive, alive with the life of God. This is not physical life that we're talking about. We're talking about spiritual life. We're talking about eternal life. We're talking about divine energy. We're talking about God living in his people. This is a new covenant. The kingdom of God is based upon a new covenant, which is a relationship with Jesus Christ, who is alive, sitting at the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. He not only died, but he rose again and ascended, and he's on the throne, and he rules in the kingdoms of men this day. He's still alive. He's still reigning. He's still in control. Hallelujah. And he's calling a people to stand on his word. Stand on who he is. Stand on what he's provided for you. He'll be there. He is here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He's building his church. He's edifying his church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He's causing maturity to come to his people. Glory to God. He's feeding his people with living bread. This is bread come down from heaven that a man might eat thereof and not die. This is eternal bread that we're eating of. When his word goes forth under the unction and the power of the Holy Ghost, there's a work wrought within our spirit that is eternal. And that never fails. That never fades away. Circumstances might change. Things might be shaken. But the word is true and the word stands. It's built upon the saying of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And he only said those things he heard the Father say. He only did those things he saw the Father doing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And he, he is creating a people like unto himself. And he has the power to do it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's one of the thoughts that Vine gives concerning the Christ. This one that has the divine energy and the ability to create within his people and mold them after his character. We can't do that ourselves. We can't determine we're going to change, but he can change us. Now we have to agree with him, and we have to yield with him, yield to him. And I like what Brother uh, Wade Taylor used to say. You know, in the salvation message, we have the Lord. But in the kingdom message, the Lord has us. Glory to God. We're his. We're his servants. 
We've been saved to serve. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your holy name. He's building his church. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And he's jealous. He's jealous that we stay true to him, true to his word. Thank you, Father. And not allow all the distractions, all the things of this earth and this world that would draw God's people away. And it was not necessarily the evil, but those things that would just pervade, that would dilute and make weak the, the word of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. And Peter also used the, the keys of the kingdom at the house of Cornelius when God opened up the gospel <laughs> and the kingdom realm to the Gentile nations. Hallelujah. And God's people began to come in from every kindred, tribe, and tongue. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, just because I like it. I like Peter, for one thing, for some very special reasons, and I won't go into them. But I like John, and I like Mark, and I like Matthew, and I like them all, but thank God. They were vessels, willing vessels, willing vessels. The world's not worthy of these that, that uh, brought forth his word. Thank you. 1 Peter chapter 2, and I'm going to read verses 4 through 9. To whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. Ye also, as living stones, are built up a spiritual house. Glory to God. One that's being developed by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Spiritual sacrifices. That that's versed in the realm of the Spirit. Hallelujah. That that's effective. Glory to God. Spiritual sacrifices. Acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Wonderful to know that we're accepted. That we're accepted. Thank you, Lord. That's why... Uh, Pastor Clark wants us to, to invite people, to show them that there's a way they can be accepted. There's a way they can be accepted. Glory to God. Acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone. Oh, hallelujah. A chief cornerstone. Elect, precious. And he that believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner, and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. Ye, but ye... But ye are a chosen generation, glory to God, an elect generation, a royal 
royal priesthood, a holy, holy nation, a peculiar people, glory to God, a people for possession. Beloved, he said, my church. He's very possessive of his church. And he's chosen a people, a peculiar people, a people for possession, a people that he can control, a people that he can live through, a people that he can walk through, a people that he can love through, a people that he can deliver through. Hallelujah. Glory to God, a peculiar people, a people that walk in love, not only for one another, but those that they look at and see that this Jesus died for them. This one, this one that we serve, we can bring them to something that's real. The kingdom of God is more real than the seats we're sitting in. Hallelujah. Because God's there. Because God's life is there. Because God's substance is there. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Open the eyes, God. Open our eyes. Let us see. Let us see. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That you are that peculiar people that you should show forth the virtues or excellencies, glory to God, of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but now, now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Glory to God. Now, the Apostle Paul, in uh, several of his letters especially, he gave us a very clear word concerning the church, concerning this that, that the Lord was doing in his body and in his people. And one of my, I mean, one of the most... Uh, clear words that he ever brought forth to the body of Christ he wrote to the Ephesians now some people believe that that was a circular letter that, that went around to all the churches in Asia and that's probably true because uh, there were those from uh, all those areas that were his church that was his body those that he wrote to because he uh, was desirous that we recognize and know this one that we serve and know uh, those things that we're responsible for. And uh, so let's turn to the book of Ephesians. Thank you, Lord. And one thing that really prevailed uh, in the city of Ephesus was the idolatry. And in this age, idolatry is really prevalent idolatry oh father help us thank you lord let's turn to ephesians 1 ephesians 1 and i'm going to start in verse 15 and read through verse 22 and then I'm going to read it to you in the Amplified. Because he 
the writers of the Amplified brought out a lot of things that I believe that are important that the Lord would have us to see. Ephesians 1, 15 through 22. In whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth. Glory to God. This is a word of truth. The truth. We heard last week that the truth makes us free. Hallelujah. The gospel of your salvation, in whom also, after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, isn't that wonderful? Isn't that something to know that uh, when people talk about you, they talk about your faith? They talk about the love that you have one for another? Thank you, Lord. Cease. When I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, Anywhere God is, there's glory. There's a manifestation of his excellencies in that he is. Thank you, Lord. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your heart being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this age, but in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Glory to God. Do you see the heart of the Father toward his Son? He's preeminent. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's over all. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Now I'm going to read this to you in the Amplified. Because he brings out, or they, I don't know what, it says she wrote it. Or was used, I don't know. Okay. Ephesians 1, verses 15 through 22. And you can just listen because it's a little bit different in... And I guess I started in, in a different verse, didn't I, when I read it? Thank you. In him you also, who have heard the word of truth, the glad tidings of your salvation, and have believed in, adhered to, and relied on him, were stamped with the seal of the long-promised Holy Spirit. Glory to God. That's Spirit, that 
Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance. When he fills us with the Holy Ghost, we receive a foretaste of that reality of the fullness that we're going to come into. Glory to God. And we receive the assurance that we'll come into that. We'll receive that desire within that presses on, wants everything that God has for us. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And that spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance. The first fruits, the pledge, the foretaste, and the down payment on our heritage in anticipation of its full redemption and our acquiring complete possession of it to the praise of his glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's by his power. Hallelujah. He'll receive the praise. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to come into everything that God has ordained for us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's his word. As long as we stay in obedience to him, we'll come into everything he's ordained. Glory to God. And it doesn't matter what the circumstances look like. Hallelujah. This is an eternal work. It's an internal work that's taking place in the hearts and the lives of the Spirit of God, which is eternal. And when he enters into our spirit, we become eternal beings, which are opened up to the eternal kingdom of the living God, and we can receive from him and hear from him and walk in obedience to him and trust that we'll come to full maturity. Glory to God. Glory to God. He says so. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, the people of God, I do not cease to give thanks for you. Glory to God, because those people were responding. Hallelujah. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. Glory to God. He birthed this thing. Hallelujah. He's the Father of glory. This is the Father's heart to have a people that respond to the Son, respond to the Word, allow Him to build, allow Him to edify and build them up into that. Bring them into everything He's ordained. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Praise God. Thank God for prayers. For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for the ministry of prayer. Thank God for those that reach God. Thank God for those that have his ear. Glory to God. I always pray to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory that he may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into the mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. Glory to God. That's it he prayed for, that they would have a, a deep and an intimate knowledge of him through the spirit of wisdom and knowledge. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He didn't pray that they'd be prosperous didn't pray that they'd drive two Cadillacs, 
he prayed that they would know the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the desire. That's the desire of our hearts is to know him, to know him in a greater measure, in a greater measure. We know him in a measure, but there's more. There's more, and he's willing to give, and he's opened up. He's given the spirit of wisdom that that's able to open up this word of God, able to open up this treasure house and bring forth to his people that that he has for them, that that feeds, that that nourishes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is his church. He loves his church. He loves his church. He's nourishing his church. He cherishes this church. Glory to God. Thank you. By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you. Glory to God. We expect some things to happen. We're looking for some things to happen because this is God's word and God fulfills his word. God keeps his promises. Hallelujah. By having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich, how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints, his set-apart ones. His glorious inheritance. Isn't that something? Hallelujah, that he can take a people and so transform them into his image and into his likeness. Glory to God that he can call it his glorious inheritance because he sees him. Because he sees him. Glory to God. And this church is being built on the revelation of Jesus Christ and who he is. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And ever will be. Always was. Thank you, Lord. The I am. He has called you, and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints. His glorious inheritance. We have a tremendous inheritance, but he has a glorious inheritance. Glory to God. I think that's just, just amazing. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe, as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, every name that is named, above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age and in this world, but also in the age and the world which are to come. And he has put all things, all things under his feet and has appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church, a headship exercised throughout the church. He's in control. He's exercising his headship. Hallelujah. We're kept. The scripture says we're kept by the power of God. Hallelujah. We have security in him. That as long as we stay in him and stay in his word, we'll be kept by the power of God. We're not kept 
by our own natural resources. We're kept by the power of God. This is divine energy. The battles that we're fighting are not physical body <laughs> battles. They're spiritual battles. There's evil wickedness in high places. And we're, we're kept by the power of God. And not only that, God will give his people the ability and the wisdom to know how to go into those places and bind those powers of darkness. The, it's not the people that are bad. It's that spirit that's ruling over them. And God's people need to take our place in him, in him, and be led by him and go into those places by the power of God and at his command, only at his command, and bind those forces of darkness that are keeping God's people uh, under their control. Because there's many of those people that he's desiring to set free. You know, he loves those homosexuals just as much as he loves you. He loves those transgender children. My God, that are being taken over by the spirit of this age. My God, they think this is right. They don't know any better. My God, he loves them. He died for them. He shed his blood for them. And we have that word of truth in our mouth that's able to help these, to bring them out of darkness. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And he's calling a people. He has a people that can enter, in, enter into those places and bind those spirits and release and release those people. Glory to God. But it has to be under the unction and the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. The sons of Sceva found that out real quick. And he put all things under his feet and has appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church, a headship exercised throughout the church. That is so important. Glory to God. He's the head, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. For in that body, in that body lives the full measure of him who makes everything complete. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And who fills everything, everywhere with himself. Isn't that wonderful? He's filling us with himself. With himself. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 4, verses 11 through 16. And I think maybe I'll just read it in here. Thank you, Lord. Paul not only ministered to the body, but he also shows us the means that God uses to minister to his body. God's instrument. Verses 11 through 16. And his gifts, his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us. And that's important to remember. He appointed. He appointed and gave men to us. Some to be apostles, special messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, those that are anointed with the Spirit of the Lord, that have a living word in their mouth, 
and some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherds of his flock, and teachers. His intention, his intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints. Hallelujah. That's the purpose of the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, evangelists, and teachers. Glory to God. The perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they, that they should do the work of ministering toward building up of Christ's body, the church. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You, we are the ministry that God's using to build up his church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. His body. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That it, the body, might develop until we all attain oneness in the faith and in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God. Hallelujah. That's so important. Thank you, Lord that we might arrive at real mature manhood, the completeness of personality, which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection, the measure of the stature of the fullness of the Christ, the completeness found in him. God has ordained the ministry to... to uh, to speak that word and to minister that that will bring forth that that he desires in the church the ministry hallelujah glory to god we're part of that we're all part of that we all have our part i can't do your part you can't do my part but we all have to do our part hallelujah in order for this body to function properly thank you jesus so then that we no longer be children tossed like ships to and fro between chance gusts of teaching and wavering with every changing wind of doctrine, the prey of cunning and cleverness and unscrupulous men engaged in every shifting form of trickery in inventing errors to mislead. Okay. 11 through 16. Oh. Rather, let our lives lovingly express truth in all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly, enfolded in love. Let us grow up in every way and in all things into him who is the head, even Christ the Messiah, the Anointed One. For because of him, the whole body, the church, in all its various parts, closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments with which it is supplied, when each part with power adapted to its need. Glory to God. God has given you the power that you need. God has given you the power that you need. Working properly in all its functions grows to full maturity building itself up in love glory to god now we can fully understand why christ is building this church where it's his instruction glory to god he supplies and he teaches but each one has their part 
and he has the power and the ability which he gives to fulfill that that he's called you to, to mature and, and to cause this body to come to full maturity. Glory to God. In 1 Corinthians 12, and I'm going to read verses 4 through 11. Now there are distinctive varieties and distributions of endowments or gifts, extraordinary powers distinguishing certain Christians. The gift that you have is extraordinary because God gave it to you. Hallelujah. Because it's by his spirit. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Extraordinary powers distinguishing Due to the power, due to the power of divine grace operating in their souls by the Holy Spirit, and they vary, but the Holy Spirit remains the same. And there are distinctive varieties of service and ministration, but it is the same Lord who is served. We may all serve differently and have different uh, types of services, but it's the same Lord that serves. The purpose is to serve the Lord. He didn't come to be ministered unto, but to minister, to give his life. Thank you, Lord. There are distinctive varieties, but it's the same Lord. There are distinctive varieties of operation, the working to accomplish things, but it's the same God who inspires and energizes them all in all. And that's important, that God's the one that inspires. God's the one that energizes, and it's just not coming from our own heart, our own zeal, but from God. And the way you can tell is if there are results. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the evidence, the spiritual illumination of the Spirit for good and profit. For to one is given in and through the Holy Spirit the power to speak a message of wisdom, to another, the power to express a word of knowledge and understanding according to the same Holy Spirit. To another, working of faith. To another, by the same Holy Spirit. To another, the extraordinary powers of healing by one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophetic insight, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose. And that is so good. Prophetic insight, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose. To another, the ability to discern and distinguish between the utterances and true spirits and the false ones. To another, various kinds of unknown tongues. To another, the ability to interpret such tongues. All these gifts and achievements, abilities, are inspired and brought to pass by one and the same Holy Spirit who apportions to each person individually exactly as he chooses. Exactly as he chooses. God's given, God's given the gifts, supernatural gifts, extraordinary abilities that come from him to edify, to lift up, 
to inspire his church. Glory to God. Most of our ministry may not even be in the church. You know, the Lord went to where the people were. And the Lord ministered wherever he was. He had that word of life. And that's what we're called to. Whether it's sometimes it's in our families, sometimes in the community, whatever. But we desire to be effective for Christ. stand. <clears throat> Brother John, can you come and uh, lead us in prayer as we're dismissed, please? Our gracious wonderful, loving Father, that you would give your Son to die that we might live. We thank you, O God, for this living word that we have heard this morning, unctioned by the Holy Spirit. Father, cause us to go over this understand it, receive it, believe it, and walk in it. We thank you, O God, you've given so much, even this morning, and giving us to understand a little clearer that which you are saying. We thank you. Now, Lord, as we separate from each other, I pray that you go with us, keep us, guide us, and watch over us. Until the next appointed hour that we meet again, we come together to honor you. We ask all this in Jesus' mighty name to your honor and glory. Amen. We'll be reading uh, Revelation 21 this week, so if you can make it, fantastic. If not, still be reading and studying it with us. Have a great week.